0: You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings
1: podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome in everybody to another episode of Locked On Vikings podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, I'm your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. You can email the show whenever you want at uh at, at, Locked on Vikings podcast at gmail.com. And if you ever have any questions you have for the show, we answer them every Tuesday. You can go to the link in the description if you want to submit one of those questions or just tweet it at me. Today is a very special day on the show. We are bringing in Brad Spielberger at PFF underscore Brad. He is PFF's cap guy. He worked for Over the Cap for for a long time. Uh, he is the, the, the salary cap expert. Full disclosure, this is a conversation we had uh, last week. There's some other cap rumors about how high the cap is going to be that have come out since then. Um, so it, it, the, some of that information might be a little bit out, but by and large, the themes remain the same. So we're going to give you that conversation. Uh, really excited about that. where the Vikings go, how they behave with the cap, kind of how they are seen around the league with regards to their cap management and their, their kind of their front office management in general. Um, So we're going to get to all of that. That'll actually be most of the show. But first, there is something that came out on Tuesday, way back on Tuesday, that I haven't gotten a chance to cover yet, which is uh, Kyle Rudolph had some interesting comments. He went on a show with Ben Lieber, and he was talking very candidly about his future with the team and stuff. Um, and he basically, he said what you would expect a player to say when they're kind of in the twilight of their career that no, 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 I totally still have a whole bunch of gas in the tank and I haven't lost a step and I can still do what I want to do. And then he says, but you know, I didn't get the opportunities that, that I, I wanted, uh, in the past. And so, you know, Maybe saying that that's why my stats weren't as good. I would imagine he's talking about how he had to block more often. That's kind of a natural, uh, a, a natural follow from the offensive line is bad. The guards struggled a lot. You needed to keep an extra guy in in protection. And it's kind of the way the Vikings chose to try and handle that problem with the, di- in addition to, you know, bootlegs and stuff and, and alerts like what we talked about on Wednesday. So I kind of get that. Um, I don't think that that's like a, an indictment of the coaching staff at all. I think that's just an indictment of circumstance, an indictment of not having guards, which we've complained about plenty on this podcast. Um, and and then he said, you know, I'm not restructuring my deal, which is very interesting. We'll talk a little bit more about this uh, with Brad about what the Vikings kind of have to go do. Um, but Kyle Rudolph's contract didn't really look like a restructurable one to me in the first place. It seemed like one that you would kind of cut or trade or or whatever. But restructuring it or extending it or asking him to take a pay cut it's sure right i mean it's one of those things where like of course you would always as as the vikings you would always prefer to have the same players play for you but for less money right there's no disadvantage to that except for like the interpersonal one um but if they don't want to do it like yeah it seems pretty fair to me I, people got kind of like mean about that they were like all right well then bye felicia it's like this dude played here for like 10 years man like be nice and even though I am somebody who has kind of called for the Vikings to move on from Kyle Rudolph, I think Kyle Rudolph is one of those, I think Bill Parcells called it like a roadblock player where there are some roadblock players that you just put in because you just, I mean, come on, he's Kyle Rudolph. He's been here for 10 years. You're not gonna bench him, but he might've been preventing a guy like Tyler Conklin from getting more opportunities. And Tyler Conklin looked really good. He's not the blocker that that Kyle Rudolph is. Kyle Rudolph is not like a, an all-world blocker by any means. He's just a serviceable one, but Tyler Conklin really struggles in blocking, which is probably a big reason why, uh, you know, Kyle Rudolph would probably get some more snaps even if you weren't worried about the legacy thing. But I, I think it it's time, you know, the Vikings do have to save some cap. They don't have to get rid of anybody, by the way, to save their cap. There are some things, I wrote an article at Zone Coverage that came out on Tuesday about what the Vikings can do. They can extend players, they can restructure players, they can kind of do things. And even though that kicks some can down the road, that the, the those stops on the road also have options that, you know, the Vikings can kind of, I, I think they can make this work for a pretty long time. For from here on out, if they so choose to. Again, I I don't want to get too deep into it because we're going to talk about that for the rest of the show, but suffice it to say that the Vikings don't have to get rid of Kyle Rudolph to save space, though that is one of the options that I think would be most efficient. And I want to really be careful to put it that way because I don't want that to be disrespect to Kyle Rudolph uh, because he played here for 10 years and his legacy here, I think he earned the right to say, no, I'm not taking a pay cut, man. I, I am the veteran of your franchise. I'm the longest tenured player here. I'm pretty sure he is. He was a second round draft pick in 2011, the the, the pick after they took Christian Ponder. He's been around that long. So yeah, I think he kind of earned the leeway to say, no, I'm not taking that pay cut you know, then you would maybe go on to the conversation of like, okay, well, then what do the Vikings do at the tight end position? But honestly, the combination of Irv Smith and Tyler Conklin mixed in with a different way to kind of mitigate poor offensive line play by, hey, here's a thought, having less of it and making your offensive line better, there's something, or just, you know, relying on different things like alerts or better play designs that are more resilient to pressure, which becomes easier when you have a player like Tyler Conklin who can be that outlet, right, who can just kind of account for an unblocked player in a different way and actually asking him to block, at least in pass protection. In run blocking, it's obviously a little bit more difficult to do that, but perhaps if you get another wide receiver that replaces Kyle Rudolph, right? That is something that on on this week's Mock Draft Monday I took Rashad Bateman in the first round. That would be a Kyle Rudolph replacement of sorts because you would just use him as the fifth skill player. You'd run 11 personnel that much more and you're not necessarily going, you know, tight end for tight end and, and exactly replacing people on the roster, but you're replacing their production in a different way. There's a lot of ways to replace that Kyle Rudolph production, but I don't know if that would be a particularly dire need because I think Irv Smith and Tyler Conklin are pretty good. I think they can be the starting tight ends for this team. And, you know, you can you can kind of use the else the, the resources that you save from Kyle Rudolph. You can point them elsewhere and probably get more production out of them. So I say, yeah, we maybe it is a good idea to take Kyle Rudolph up on his offer. Definitely don't ask him to restructure. I don't want to extend him. I don't want to lock the franchise to him for longer. If he wants to go somewhere where he will be, you know, uh, paid like a starting tight end and, and really like appreciated and used that way. I say let him have that chance. I think that's fair to him, and I think that's fair to the Vikings. So we're going to talk a lot more about all of the cap implications of stuff like that and stuff like really where the Vikings are at in the, on the cap in general when we talk to Brad Spielberg, but first... You are a unique and special little snowflake, and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you. Learn about your unique tax situation and help get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver. You have questions about what qualifies as as a... As a deduction, maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income came from freelance or contract jobs, or maybe you don't want to deal with it at all. You want to just hand the whole kit and caboodle off to an expert while you perfect your sourdough starter. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or just let an expert do the filing for you, TurboTax Live tax experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that your one-of-a-kind, uniquely you taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live. I also want to talk to you about the best tasting protein bar ever. That is Built Bar. It comes in eighteen amazing flavors like German chocolate, chocolate orange, toffee, almond, mint, brownie, salted caramel, all sorts of stuff that you don't feel like you should be able to indulge in if you're trying to lose and maintain weight. And all these are covered in a hundred percent smooth and delicious chocolate. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're even keto friendly if you're into that. So if you want. To get in on this, go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On. You get 20% off of your next order. That's promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with a new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stores with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. All right, everybody, welcome in. We are talking to Brad Spielberger, formerly known as uh, Brad from Over the Cap, now known as Brad from PFF, uh, PFF's pa- uh, cap, buy, cap Guy. So moving on up. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You've been doing some really cool work with uh, with some of the like contract weighting and kind of value of contracts and stuff like that. Um. So, th- tell me just broadly about what you're doing there. Yeah.
0: So, you know, you mentioned uh, started with OverTheCap.com, which is the you know the premier ca- contracts and NFL salary cap website, and uh, absolutely kind of merging the two the two loves of uh, contracts with uh, you know with PFF data, um, mm-hmm. and kind of carving out a niche there where we're looking at you know, how we can leverage that, you know, an, analytics data and all that that applies to football, um, and then carry it into, you know, the off season, the draft and, and things that have to do with, you know, transactions and whatnot. Awesome.
1: And so that gives you kind of an ability to like quantify a lot of stuff. I know you guys have been working on like a draft trade chart too, because of the contracts there, which is similar to, I think the method that like Jimmy Johnson used when he came up with like the very first one, like 30 years ago or whenever that was right. Yeah. So,
0: um, Definitely looking at draft data and and, and building out some draft trade, uh, you know, kind of understand better, better understanding the value there and how teams should really look at that. Um, yeah, Jimmy Johnson definitely did, you know, create the original uh, that a lot of teams still use um, and probably shouldn't. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, trying to kind of you know explore all those areas of of kind of things that haven't really been either haven't been researched at all or in the case of Jimmy Johnson, for example. Um. before there was a rookie wage scale, before there was a salary cap even for that one. So kind of bringing it into the new age.
1: That's awesome. And I, I can't wait to see more of the fruits of that labor. We've already seen some with what uh, Timo BFF Moo, has done with like the value of which pick versus the contract they get in the rookie wage scale and all that stuff. But let's hone in uh, a little bit on the Vikings themselves. And obviously the Vikings are one of, I think it's like 13 teams that are projected to be over the actual salary cap, because the salary cap had to go down because of COVID, the revenue hit and all that stuff. But right now, we don't actually know what the salary cap will be. And usually you can get a pretty good guess. But right now, it it could be a number of things. Some people have, you know, there's the minimum of 175 million, some people have said 190. I've heard 180 places. Do you have a some sort of beat on generally the range in which the the cap will fall or what that kind of thing comes down to?
0: Yeah, so I uh, originally thought it was going to be a bit higher, but uh, this past week we got word from an article from Pro Football Talk, just saying that he'd heard from various people that it was going to be around 180 million. And then, uh, you know, going back to over the cap, my boss at over the cap, Jason Fitzgerald, who also, you know, kind of has his hands on this whole process and and knows folks that are probably involved there, uh, also said he's he's been hearing around that same number of 180, which. I guess I would say is not the best news. Um, I would th- I, I right. thought they were going to try and smooth it and, and make it a little bit higher, but um, at least it's not the minimum, I guess.
1: Yeah, and well, maybe that means there's a bigger chunk than they thought, and they are smoothing it, and this is what smoothing it looks like, which would be really crappy news because that also means 2022 has to go down.
0: Yep, that would be right. So it, it would still, 2022 presumably would still have, the new TV deals, uh, some gambling money, uh, a 17th mm-hmm. game. If that happens, obviously, we would, yeah. would, would raise it a good bit. So it would again be suppressed because of the smoothing, but I imagine it would be, you know, over 200 million and kind of back on the trajectory of what we're hoping to see before, you know, COVID hit.
1: Yeah. And hopefully, you know, come 2024, 20, 25, it, then it starts to, uh, even out and hopefully kind of catch back up to where teams were projecting it because teams plan years and years in advance or not years, but like, you know, two or three years in advance. So teams were making decisions in 2019 before they even could smell the pandemic, thinking they would get a higher cap than they did. So now a bunch of teams are in trouble and the Vikings are one of those teams. So right now, I think according to over the cap, just uh, I think Jason just released some extra uh, or some some new estimates uh, that the Vikings would be like twelve million over a one hundred seventy-six million dollar cap, so like eight million over if it's a if it's a buck eighty. Um, so tell me, I guess where that puts them in terms. You know, eight million or twelve million dollars sounds like a lot. Talk to me about how difficult that kind of thing is to fix, just in general. Yeah, for
0: sure. So I think, like you mentioned, the, the biggest challenge facing the Vikings was that. I mean, a lot of teams definitely still, quote unquote, went all in on this year and, and made aggressive moves, um, even honestly, after, you know, mid-March when we kind of were starting to realize what we were dealing with. I think throughout free agency, we still didn't know kind of as, as a globe, really, like how bad this was going to be. So, yeah, and unfortunately, they were one of those teams like, the, you know, the Ngakwe trade obviously is one that sticks out. Um, right. That's know, it, a decision takes, they made in August. Well, there you go, right? So, so you know, we we kind of continued to not realize, you know, how much this is going to impact everything, um, and, and so that kind of came to, came back to bite them, obviously. So, sure, you know, by trading them away, they obviously saved, you know, about half of that twelve million they took on in that in that deal. But adding any money that you couldn't then carry over was obviously not, you know, great business. You know, now that we know what everything looks like, um, so it's definitely a challenge. I mean, there's no question it's a challenge. But the thing with the Vikings is that they have, they have a handful of contracts they can restructure and push some money down the line. Um, and also, of course, you know, works in their favor is they, you know, they, get, you know, they can be fun of for it. But when you have 15 draft picks, this is the <laughs> time that, that, that you need that because those cheap assets are, are you know, extra valuable these days.
1: Right. And they're at positions that tend to be kind of expensive, like wide receivers and cornerbacks. Those those prices are inflating. Even, you know, if Ezra Cleveland plays a little tackle, tackle can be an expensive position, too, and maybe an opportunity to save some money. So that's what we're going to uh, start talking about next here. If everybody will stick around, uh, it's kind of the strategies the Vikings could employ to get back under and to to make a new, to, you know, make a season out of this uh, instead of just sort of taking one on the chin. So everybody stick around. The Super Bowl is coming up, but there are other sports to bet on as well as uh, college basketball and the NBA ramp up. The MLB offseason is changing all sorts of stuff. And if you want to get in on that action, there is only one place that has you covered. That is BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use a promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. we got spreads. We've got over-unders. We've got uh, futures for MLB teams or, or NBA teams, playoffs props, all sorts of stuff. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. The Super Bowl is coming up. And betting on it doesn't have to be a guessing game if you just go listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so the Vikings are in a not-ideal-cap place, right? And even if the Vikings had won the Super Bowl this year, say, or if everything turned out to be worth it, they would still be dealing with this. And As far as I understand the Vikings and Spielman and Brzezinski and George Payton, who's now out of the organization, but I think he thinks this way as well. They don't put themselves in this situation without some sort of plan or some level of option. They understand what they're going to have to do to get out of this situation. You know, this is not taking them by surprise by any means. So let's talk about what kind of options they're looking at here. Um, and I guess my, my first question to you is if you look at the Vikings and their contract structures, what are the targets there for opportunities to save money? Be they cap casualty type things like Riley reef or restructure opportunities, like perhaps or, or extension opportunities or something like that. Like, I think there are ways to handle Daniel Hunter's contract that might make everybody in that situation happy. Um, what are the Vikings best options here for how to save a little bit of cap space?
0: Yeah. So you touched on two big ones there. So yeah. So first and foremost, the Vikings are not an organization that is planning one year ahead. I, I'm confident Brzezinski has ideas of what he's doing in 2023 or 2024. I think three probably. years.
1: Yeah. yeah, Spielman has said yeah. three years multiple times.
0: Yeah. There you go. So yeah. So so they're not. You know, like they didn't come into this. You know, uh, surprised at what's happening, and they. They tend to structure deals in a way where, you know, even if you just look at it, it suggests that a restructure was already kind of in play in the plan when they originally gave the deal out. So uh, I think Adam Thielen and Anthony Barr are your two answers there for restructures. Um, Mm. You know, Barr, a a lot of it's guaranteed anyway since the recent extension. So if it's already a fully guaranteed base salary, it doesn't really make much of a difference if you convert that into a signing bonus and and push that down the line. So that's a big one right there. And then Adam Thielen as well. Uh, 11.1 million base salary and only 1.8 million in prorated bonus for next year. So another example where you could drop that salary down to near the minimum, um, give them a big bonus and push that down the line. So those two for restructures, I think, are no brainers. And then, yeah, you mentioned Daniel Hunter. I think an extension makes a lot of sense there. Um, obviously he says he needs one to play, you know, another snap for the Vikings. So, so beyond making sense, it might be necessary, but it also can help them clear some cap room. Um, and then, and then I think you also look into extending Harrison Smith, um, that last, you know, the, probably the last contract for him, make him a Viking for life, give him two or three more years and, and, and make sure, you know, he's locked up for the foreseeable future. And then also again, you know, clear cap room there. And then, yeah, there's a couple cuts. Um, you know, I think Kyle Rudolph's potentially a cut. I think Shamar Stephen potentially mm-hmm. a cut. Uh, and then yeah, you mentioned yeah. Riley Reef at the end there. Obviously with that saga, um, you know, with the Yannick and Gakwe trade, the Vikings approached uh Reef for a, a pay cut, which right he didn't want to take, but he ended up, you know, taking. Um, so I think it's possible that they, you know, both sides agree there potentially that it's it's best to move on at this point and they can clear a lot of room there as well.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting cuz he did have like a very good year. I feel like Riley Reef uh, would be able to to take advantage of a free agency market even if it's a, a depressed free agency market because of the depressed cap and all that. This feels like a really good opportunity for him just because he had a good year in 2020, he might be able to capitalize. On that, um, But one other thing, so a lot of those are, are restructures and way, you know some of it's cuts and stuff, but a lot of it is borrowing money from down the line, right? You're kicking the can down the road and you're borrowing money from the 2022 cap, and now that cap is going to be difficult. Um, but a, a lot of the reason the 2022 cap looks really difficult on paper right now is because of Kirk Cousins's contract and the, uh, we'll call it option that will kick in in March, which the Vikings aren't going to, so it will kick in like almost certainly, but he has a $35 million base salary there's already $10 million a signing bonus that will be prorated over there, but the $35 million in base salary is at this current moment unguaranteed, but will become guaranteed on like March 3rd or whatever. Uh, so the Vikings will have $35 million in base salary. That feels like something that they also intend to restructure. So maybe there's more money to borrow in 2022 than it looks like. What's your read on that?
0: Yeah, 100%. So when you're looking two years out, um, you know you shouldn't should be too afraid. Obviously, if it's like a negative number or if it's a very low number, then maybe. But you, you can move money around pretty easily in this league. You can manipulate the cap um, to an extreme, and they haven't so far, which means that you know they can going forward. So they don't have like a ton of money in prorated bonuses because that's the money you cannot move. Um, like you mentioned, he's a 35 million dollar base salary, which is gigantic. Uh, I would, I would venture to guess one of the highest in the NFL for 2022 right now. Um, So yeah, that's money that you can turn into a bonus and push down the line. So I think the move there, as you mentioned, it becomes guaranteed on the third day of the league year, I believe. So March 19th would be that date. Um, You know, 99.9% chance. That's going to go ahead and happen. I know Vikings fans may not love to hear that, but um, probably going to happen. But then, yeah, then the following year, what I think they would do, if he plays really well and, and turns into a, you know, top five quarterback, you know, knock on wood, or, or maybe I'm dreaming there, um, then you 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 actually <laughs> extend him. Yeah, you extend him. But if not, then you do what you're going to see a lot this offseason, which is called adding void years to contract. And so what they would do there is they wouldn't actually extend him. They would just restructure. And then as a part of the restructure, they would add what, what are called void years, which are basically – Dummy contract gears that don't actually exist. The player is not actually under contract, but they're the Drew they're Brees thing. Home. Yeah, yes, Drew Brees is is famous for it. They've been doing it there for a while. Yeah. Uh, about half the Saints and Eagles roster has them. Um the, the Bears have a lot of them at this point as well. Yeah. And you just basically, it's a placeholder that just holds prorated money in future years. Um, and it's kind of a, you know, I'll deal with, it's a, it's a future Brzezinski problem. Like I'll deal with this later.
1: Mm-hmm. So I guess, I, I, here's the thing. Now I'm, I'm like really curious. We've gone over most of the Viking stuff. We could talk about like Anthony Harris or Eric Wilson, if possible, although I've already talked about them on the show and I don't really l- love bringing either of them back anyways. So it feels kind of moot. Um, but here's the thing. There are teams that are in way worse positions than, than the Vikings. And so while I have you, I kind of, I might even cut this. I, I might not even use it, but I kind of <laughs> want to know, how do you fix the Eagles cap situation? Because this is hysterical. It really is. I mean, them and the Saints, like I, you look at them, and, and you, you
0: almost wonder like how they feel the competitive roster next year. Um, right. Or a 53 yeah. at all. <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. Like, how do you even feel, feel the roster? Yeah. So, I mean, the thing with them is, like we mentioned, they already started doing this where they have so much money already basically converted from base salary into bonuses um, and pushed down the line for years. But then what happens is, if a guy retires or if you, you cut a guy, that money accelerates back up. So it doesn't disappear, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't go poof. It, it It's still there, you know, in some place. But so and you have to pay it all at once. Uh, right. Well it's been paid cash wise, but you know, you get to pay it on the cap. Like Against it, it the all cap hits guy, you yeah. once. Yeah, yeah. So the issue with them is and and the saints is a lot of these guys are old players too. Like it's yeah. one thing if you're, if you're moving money down the line, like, like, you know, in Chicago, everyone jokes, it's called the bank of Khalil Mack because they basically, they've restructured his deal I think twice now already. They might be three times at this point, but that's okay because you know, Khalil Mack's right. not going anywhere. You know, you're going to pay him regardless either way. Sure. Maybe it's a problem in 2024, but at that point you're probably tearing the whole thing down anyways. So the issue with them is like, they're doing this with like Fletcher Cox's and Jason Kelsey's of the world. Like, yeah. you know, and Zach, like guys that are 30 plus years old. Um, and then I, I know, kind of ramble there. But the last point, I mean, Zach Ertz will not be an eagle in 2021. Um I'm trying to think. I mean, you, you look at it, they're gonna have to make some really tough decisions, um, you know, on, on some quality players.
1: Yeah. And I guess another part of the reason I bring that up is because it's a little bit of the ghost of Christmas future for the Vikings because the Vikings aren't in the Eagle spot right now, but they're cap wise a little bit where the Eagles were in, say, 2016, 2017, when Howie Roseman was kind of kicking some of these cans down the road. And the Eagles are down that road. And maybe the Vikings can learn a thing or two for, like, by what the Eagles and Saints have done and maybe what they shouldn't have done and w- what does work and stuff like that. And maybe that, you know, if they're going to be in this situation in 2023 when, you know, Anthony Barr's is a little older and, and when Harry. Harrison Smith's at the end of his, his rope and stuff like that. Um there's if assuming Harrison Smith gets extended because he does only have one year on his deal, but you get where I'm going with that. Maybe there's a lesson to be learned there.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you. You're right. You're you're kind of maybe a little bit ahead of them. Um but again, the thing with you guys is that you do have this, this kind of current year cap hell situation, but you haven't pushed so much in the future already. Whereas those teams, they have a you know a 2021 right. issue. And they already have like 30, $40 million that's being held in future years. So you might go that route a little bit. I understand the trepidation. I understand the fear of like, why let us, let this impact us for, you know, several years as opposed to maybe just eating it for one year and kind of getting over it. Um, And that's what teams do tend to do if they're trying to like totally tear the thing down. Um, The Panthers did this year. They had like a $56 million in dead money. So over a quarter of their cap this year was going to guys that were not on the roster um, you know, and, and the and the plan there is just, is like, we'll just flush it down now and deal with it now. Um, but you even saw this year, like the Vikings did not want to do that with um, Xavier Rhodes. They they took it all on this year. They didn't do a post-June 1 cut and push it, you know, half and half. So like, <laughs> I think you're probably going to have to just but because of COVID. Um, but I, I think it's also fair to expect the cap could jump like a significant, significant amount. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, it it would look silly to be like, you know, pulling your hair out over 20 million and and floating dead money in the future. It it could be a kind of a non-issue in the future, but because they haven't done it so much. So I think it's going to happen. I understand not loving it. Um, but I would have faith in this front office that, you know, you can, you can agree or disagree with all the things they do. I think the one thing you can be confident in is they know what they're doing in terms of managing the cap.
1: Right. And it's just a matter of what free agents can or can't they pursue, but they might not want to be pursuing free agents. It's never really been Spielman's style too much. He's not been like, you know, go out and get the Byron Jones every year. But hey, I've taken up way too much of your time, Brad. So thank you so much for uh, coming in and hanging out. Uh, Let the people know where they can find you and your work uh, and and, plug your stuff. No, thank you for having me,
0: Tom. And uh, appreciate you. I was I was late, everybody. I'll scout's honor. I was late. So <laughs> apologies to Luke for, for being patient with me. That's um, no problem. <laughs> yeah, for real. No, I, I do apologize. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, come follow me on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. Uh, I'm talking salary cap and contract for the for the whole league, um, but also just, you know, talking ball. Um yeah, and I got
1: articles coming out pretty frequently on PFF.com. All right, Brad. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Thank you all so much for listening to this conversation with uh, Brad Spielberger. This kind of kicks off Cap Week. So next week, every day, Monday through Friday, we are going to talk about salary cap stuff, some of the restructure options the Vikings have available, some of the free agency things. We're going to talk about budgets. We're going to talk about economics of it because the way that the free agent market works, we can get a better understanding if we turn to like economics, kind of like the base theorem thing we did earlier this week. So make sure you get subbed and you don't miss an episode. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at Luke NFL. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. And of course, you can send the show an email at Locked On at gmail.com. I will see you all next week. And as always, Skull.